Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, this is Mandy Jaswell. I'm an associate in the Statutory Insurance Group here at McCabe Kerwood. But as you may have noticed from Peter Hunt's LinkedIn post a few months ago, I am working out of our new Melbourne office following a change in family circumstances while I was on maternity leave. I'd like to thank the firm for its flexible work arrangements which made this possible. That LinkedIn post of Peter's, by the way, it had over 430 likes. (laughs) I was very popular for a while there. I felt like a Bollywood star. (laughs) Anyway... I was reading through the Motor Accident Injuries Act the other day when I came across a curious little section which I had not noticed before. It's section 3.39. The section is entitled Limitation of Statutory Benefits in Relation to Certain Mental Harm. The section itself says, Part 3, Mental Harm of the Civil Liability Act 2002 applies to the payment of statutory benefits under this part in connection with an injury in the same way as it applies to the award of damages in connection with an injury subject to any necessary modifications and to any modifications prescribed by the regulations. What subject to any necessary modifications means is very vague. But thankfully, Clause 8 of the regulations provides some clarity. Clause 8 Subsection 2 is a critical provision which states the requirement in Section 30, Subsection 3 of the Civil Liability Act 2002 to reduce damages awarded to the plaintiff for pure mental harm in the same proportion as any reduction in the damages that may be recovered from the defendant by or through the victim on the basis of the contributory negligence of the victim is to be read as a requirement to apply the at-fault statutory benefits limitations to the payment of statutory benefits to the claimant in the same way as they apply to the payment of statutory benefits to the victim. And then Clause 8, Subsection 3 says, The at-fault statutory benefits limitations are the provisions of Part 3 of the Act that provide for the reduction of or cessation of entitlement to weekly payments of statutory benefits to injured persons wholly or mostly at fault in the motor accident from which the injury resulted. So what does all that mean? Let's go back a step and look at Section 30 of the Civil Liability Act. This is a provision which says that a plaintiff cannot recover damages for pure mental harm unless the plaintiff witnessed at the scene the primary victim being killed, injured or put in peril or The plaintiff is a close member of the primary victim's family, which is defined to include parents, spouses, children, stepchildren, siblings, half-siblings, and step-siblings. It's always been a matter of curiosity that grandparents, uncles, aunts, nieces, and nephews are not included in the definition of close family member, but I digress. In any event, applying Section 3.39 of the Motor Accident Injuries Act, The impact is that an injured person cannot claim statutory benefits for a pure mental harm injury 
unless, in general terms, they were at the scene or they were a close family member of the primary victim as defined. A close friend of the primary victim who hears about the primary victim's death or injury cannot claim statutory benefits if they develop a psychiatric injury. Similarly, a stranger who reads about a horrific accident in the paper cannot claim statutory benefits. So far, so good. But what is the impact of Clause 8 of the regulations? Well, the combined effect of Section 3.39 of the Act and Clause 8 of the regulations is that if the primary victim was not at fault, then the claimant is entitled to statutory benefits beyond 26 weeks subject to appropriate verification. If the primary victim was mostly at fault for the injury, then the claimant's statutory benefits will be terminated after 26 weeks. And if the primary victim was partially at fault, but not mostly at fault, then the claimant's statutory benefits will be reduced by the percentage of their contributory negligence after 26 weeks. Whilst the statutory path to this result was a difficult one, I think the outcome makes sense when looking at the statutory scheme as a whole. Before I wrap up, it's worth noting that Section 3.39 also results in Section 31 of the Civil Liability Act applying in the statutory benefits arena. This is a provision which says that there is no liability to pay damages for pure mental harm unless the harm consists of the recognised psychiatric illness. How does this interact with minor injury provisions is an interesting question. Generally, if a stranger at the scene or a close relative of the primary victim develops an adjustment disorder of an acute stress disorder as a consequence of the primary victim's death or injury, they are entitled to statutory benefits for 26 weeks only. If, however, the stranger at the scene or the close family relative suffers a reaction which falls short of a recognised psychiatric illness, then, by virtue of Section 31 of the Civil Liability Act and Section 3.39 of the Motor Accident Injuries Act, they are not entitled to statutory benefits at all. Well, I hope you enjoyed my podcast. If you have any questions on this issue or any other aspect of the new Act, please let our team know. All the best and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.